Good morning. Today is Friday, September the 24th and you're listening to our conversation on current events across the globe on what's new today. Every day we take some important news stories across science, culture, politics, sports and more and explore them with our young listeners. I am Sangeeta and my co-host is Trai Hey, what comes to your mind when I say roll dal? Chocolate from Mr. Willy Wonka's factory. Pranks by Matilda, for example, when she put the super glue on her father's hat. Having fun with the big friendly giant. For example, Sophie explored many many dreams and everything. Scary witches and summer holidays. Sit on a chair all day reading a book. Don't we all love that? Interesting news for children the world over. Netflix I'm sure you all know what Netflix is. So this company has now bought the rights to all of Roald Dahl's works. Wh- what do you mean by buying rights? You know when authors write a book, the author gets the copyright for that book. Copyright literally means the right that does not allow others to copy your work. Oh, so you mean that no one can use his or her characters or words and write another book? or not even make a movie either based on his story or works so you know interestingly copyrights don't just exist for authors it exists even for people who write songs or even create movies for example the song let it go from frozen or the characters elsa anna olaf all of these are copyrighted and i think they are owned i believe by Disney Enterprises. So whoever made the movie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory got permission from Roald Dahl? Wait a minute. I thought Roald Dahl was dead. Roald Dahl is dead. He died in 1990 more than 30 years ago. But whoever makes the movie based on his works gets permission from a company that owns the copyrights to his work. So in this case, the Roald Dahl Story Company, that is the family firm that owns the copyrights to all of his works. and Roald Dahl's grandson has been managing this firm so far so netflix has bought the rights to all of roald dahl's works from this company the roald dahl story company in the next few years i think we should be able to see many more of roald dahl's works on screen already even before netflix bought the copyright to his works i think they had planned to make um an animated series based on charlie and the chocolate factory Now they plan to make animated movies based on 16 of his work. I'd love to see the BFG on screen. So much magic and fun and all those silly words he uses. And next, a company in China called Evergrande is struggling to pay back its loans or debt, which is another word for loans. This company Evergrande is in the business of building property, houses, buildings. So simply put, the the company builds a structure and sells it. If the prices of the buildings that they construct goes down, the company earns lesser, which means lesser profits or in some cases even losses. Now imagine you are trying to build a house and you need about a thousand dollars. So Let's say you have two hundred dollars with you. So 
then you go to a bank and you ask them for a loan of $800. You go ahead, build a house for $1,000. And now let's say you can sell the house for $1,100. So what happens is then, once you get the $1,100, you repay your loan of $800 and you keep that whatever profit, the $100 extra profit you made, you keep it with yourself. But now imagine that instead of selling the house for $1,100, the prices have fallen. So you're forced to sell the house just for $700. But remember, you borrowed $800 from the bank. That means you don't have the money to repay loans. So that's what has happened in the case of Evergrande. They went ahead and rampantly raised a huge amount of debt or loan from banks at a time when the prices of houses in China are going down. So they don't have enough money to repay their loans. Let me see if I got this right. If the price of the house is lesser than the loan, you can't repay. Is that correct? What happens next? If the banks don't get their money, they may not be able to lend to someone else who needs the money. And this can affect how much money other businesses in the country can get. So overall, there can be lesser money to come by. This is what some people may also call a credit crunch. Credit means loans. Crunch means when you're in a tight situation. The people who paid Evergrande to build their houses, even they can be affected. So they paid a deposit amount or a part of the money that they needed to build the house. Now, if Evergrande does not have enough money to build these houses, they may neither get a house nor their deposit money back. And that deposit money is a huge sum of money for some individuals. Will the government do anything then to help? the affected people or the affected banks? We cannot say for sure. China's government may choose to help Evergrande to pay off its debt to avoid other banks, businesses and individuals getting hurt. Or it may not help at all because the government may want to not set a bad example. So if they help one company that has made poor decisions, right? Now look at Evergrande, they have made poor decisions. This may not have been the right time for them to borrow so much money, invest in the property market and be in a position where they're unable to pay off the loan. So if the Chinese government today steps in, to help this company, it may appear to signal to other companies that, hey, if we make bad decisions or invest in the wrong businesses, the government will anyway help us. We'll have to wait and watch how this Evergrande story plays out. In most sports, the teams that play on their home ground usually say they have what is called a home advantage. Take, for example, a cricket match between Australia and Sri Lanka being played in Colombo, which is in Sri Lanka. The Sri Lankan players would then have what is called a home ground advantage. They often claim that when the spectators in the stadium cheer their team more than they cheer the opponents, the Sri Lankan players may feel energized to play better and win. Of course, if someone cheers for me, I'll feel like doing a better job at playing my sport. Sounds straightforward. At an emotional level, that definitely sounds right. But someone at the University of Salzburg in Austria wanted to find out 
if this was really true and this pandemic has been an excellent place to test this theory during this past year or so many of us have had to watch our favorite games soccer cricket basketball and even the olympics all on our TVs or laptops the stadiums were empty and the teams had to play with no real audience cheering them on you know what they call these they call them ghost games so no surprises in what this researchers in austria found home teams when audiences were not around to cheer them did not win as much so normally if home teams won 48% of the time with ghost audiences they won just 40% of the time so that's an 8% decline they also found something a little disturbing they found that it affected not just the players it even affected the referee referees whose job it is to call out fouls did not do their jobs properly so the researchers were using the soccer team performances of a bunch of european companies European countries they found that referees were not calling as many fouls as they would have liked to because they just tended to give some advantage to players in their home ground when there is a crowd cheering them on so what you're saying is that the teams on their home ground are going to win either because they play better or because they don't get penalties And that's it from us today. We will be back on Monday with a fresh new conversation on the current events for our young listeners. If you have any thoughts or questions, please email us at hello@wsnt.in. Link to this email is given in the show notes below. Thank you for listening.